Good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you're listening. This is Late and Disorganized, and I have a, well, we have a great show today because you get a two for, you get two Edneys for the price of free on Spotify. It's me and my little Sid, sister, Sydney. She's going to go ahead and introduce herself. Hello, everyone. My name is Sid, Sydney, uh, and I'm joining my brother here today on his wonderful podcast and I hope you all tuned in and have a great time tonight. Well Most definitely, definitely gonna have a great time. And Sydney, don't worry about um uh be as candid as possible because I'm a, I, I, I let everybody know who listens to the show that I'm pretty much a fuck up. So oh, we, yes. there's nothing that you can say that's going to embarrass me more than I embarrass myself or embarrass yourself. So I appreciate yeah. <laughs> being very blunt. Absolutely. So. Um, I think that should be practiced more authenticity and, and our directness. Absolutely. You know, that's what makes you know everything else go smooth. You don't have to worry about what's you know left to be unsaid or anything like that. So absolutely, and that goes actually goes into a great part of our first. Uh, as y'all all know, the the first segment is always about relationships, and this particular podcast in honor of my sister being here we're going to talk about relationships when it comes to siblings what is your relationship with your siblings um my relationship my relationship with my siblings uh oh that's what you meant by (laughs) (laughs) okay all right um being the youngest it was hard with my relationship with my siblings. Uh, everyone knows, you know, when you're the youngest, you get bullied. You know, you're kind of the one that everybody picked on. So uh, I, I decided to make my relationship with my siblings a lot more fruitful than probably it could have been had I not put in the work, I should uh-huh. say. Um, I think that uh, I, treasure, I treasured my relationship with every last one of you guys. Uh-huh. And um, therefore, it made it easier to cope with whatever, you know, I went through with you guys. But um, I can't, it was, it it formed me, you know, my relationship with you guys, all of you, it formed me. I don't regret anything that I went through with you guys. Mm -hmm. Um, But I do acknowledge, you know, how it, you know, shaped me into the person that I am, the good and the bad. Absolutely. I think the great thing about I was when we went out to uh, brunch. I, I told everyone about the brunch I had because I'm a sophisticated guy. <laughs> now. But we went out to brunch, and I was telling you that I love I love the fact that because we didn't really grow up too close, we never had that sibling. Well, you have with all of the sisters, the of yeah. <laughs> yeah. but we never had that 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 sibling argument. Uh, we we it's, yeah, it's like we we are able to connect as adults. And not have the, now. I'm sure if you do come down here, like you say, you are going to come down here. <laughs> at some point, we will have that disagreement. That disagreement. <laughs> I don't gonna, think so. You don't, don't think, think so? I don't think so. I think both of us have evolved to the point where those type of sibling rivalry disagreements is mm-hmm. kind of void now. It's like you know, growing up, it's easy to have those because we all are trying. We're still exploring our personalities and our, you know, our good and our bad and you know our different personality traits and mm-hmm. I think that 
with you being the age that you are and me being the age that I am, is we're both at a place where we can accept each other for who we are. That's a good so point. So I don't think that, you know, there would be, if, if, I think it would be like, if it was a disagreement, it would be a respectful disagreement. Like, you know, I see where you're coming from. Yeah, but, but fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, I, I'm going to leave that to you, you know what yeah. Like, I think that's where, I think that's how it would be. And honestly enough, Growing up, I always yearned for an older brother, hmm. but you know, circumstances yeah. prevented that from Wait, happening. Which you guys have already heard <laughs> that those were the circumstances, but yeah, that's what she's talking about. Go ahead. So, you know, I had a little brother, you know, we had Puya, and, mm-hmm. and it's like, you know, okay, I know what it's like to be a bigger sister, mm-hmm. but to have an older brother would have been amazing for me because I had only grew up around only an older sister. Yeah. So when you did come in, you know, around with 15, I think 14. Yeah. And when you came, I was like, oh my God, my older brother, I have an older brother and I'm going to be protected. I'm going to, you know, he's going to do the whole bullying thing, you yeah. know, and you honestly, when you came in, I was um, a fucking nut job. That's from your perspective, <laughs> but I thought you were great. I, I cherished having you around. I felt oh. like we got our, I got your humor mm. and I remember I, um, to be direct, I remember one specific thing. <laughs> um, I, you know, I stuck my thumb, mm-hmm. and I remember you made a joke. <laughs> Please don't tell me it was vulgar, because I don't have a good it memory. It was, but at the time I didn't get it, and, oh my but goodness. everybody else did. So oh they, I remember they, they got on you so bad, and so the joke was, you know, do you know sucking what you're sucking your thumbs preparing you for? Oh my! <laughs> I can't believe I said that. <laughs> and I'm sitting, I'm sitting here sucking, sucking my thumb, like, huh? Wait, what? Yeah. And Allison and Burrow, why would you say something like that? No, that's not nice. And that's that. And she don't know what you're talking about. Oh my goodness! And I'm still, I'm still clueless because I'm like, what? Like, what do you? I, you know, of course, at that age, yeah. I was what eleven. If you were fourteen, fifteen, I had to be like nine or ten or eleven or something. Yeah. So of course I'm not knowledgeable of oral sex and nothing, but the, you planted that seed. It was like, well, what did he say that was so bad? Oh my goodness, I can't believe I said that to you. <laughs> but again, I told you I got your humor. It it was harmless, yeah. and and that was just I I accept us all of us at me to have crude sense of humor. Mm-hmm. I know I have a I still have a crude sense of humor. So. It, I never took anything you said personal or offensive. It was just like that's how you were brought up, and yeah. I accepted. I was just happy to have you around, you know, oh. growing up. And I was really sad when they sent you back because I'm like, why would y'all take something away from me when I was yearning? This is the one thing I was yearning for, mm-hmm. and y'all took it away because of misunderstanding. Like I felt like they, whatever they couldn't understand about you, they they just said they wasn't going to deal with it. But I'm like, but I get him. Like, I, like, <laughs> I know he doesn't mean any harm. And, I, you know, I'm all empathic. So I'm like, yeah. I know that, that you meant no harm. That I'm good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, you say you were F up, but I don't see it that way. I see that you were a, teen, a young teen and you were doing what young teens do. And considering what teens nowadays do, you were doing pretty well. That's and, the wild part. Like, all the wild <laughs> shit that was going on around me, I'm like, I'm the one yeah, you're working Yeah, about. yeah, and I never got that vibe from you. I never felt, like, oppressed by you. I never felt bullied by you. I felt like you were trying to fill your way around our relationship. And Actually, I have, in our story segment, I have a great story about that, but 
that's this is the relationship segment. We're gonna try to keep it. Um, yeah, yeah. So I, I usually don't let this is like I said. This is a different show because I usually have my segments around five minutes long. Mm-hmm. But because we, I have my sister here, we're gonna try to make it a lot more impactful. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. What in your mind? What is the ideal sibling relationship? Um, the ideal sibling relationship to me is um, a foundation of reciprocity, mm-hmm. um, give and take, obviously, uh, like I said, reciprocity, um, love and support, um, no judgment, mm-hmm. um, understanding of each other, and, and just being there, support. Like, that, my big thing is support and love, you know, mm-hmm. um, and because and when you're siblings, you regardless of like the age gap or you know your experiences with the parents you know the mom or the dad Mm -hmm. we all have some sort of background that we should be able to connect like with each other and bond off of that based off of how we grew up and um i think that a lot of sibling relationships or i should say i've seen a lot of sibling relationships prosper and strive just off that bond of, mm-hmm. you know, we grew up in the same household, we know how mom and or dad is, you know, so that keeps us close. Yeah. Um, of course, that's not the, you that's, know. That's the other part. <laughs> I would say, of that's course, that's, not, part. that's not, the, not normal. <laughs> that's the best one. So if you take your best and you modify it to fit mm-hmm. the, the realistic idea, what's your, the best version of the realistic version of a sibling relationship? <laughs> um, jealousy, envy, um, not really supportive. Because, you know, I, I'm saying all those words uh, because I understand that we all have our different experiences. And if we don't remain, like, if we don't communicate with each other, we're going to go based off our own perception of how things were, how our own experiences are. Mm-hmm. And so that could channel up jealousy and envy and you know um um you know a lot of other different things that that and i've seen it that that's like i like i said i've seen the support of siblings and and they love each other and they'll be there for each other but then i also seen the other side where everybody have a different perspective of how their upbringing was even though they all grew up in the same household Mm -hmm. and it's like well you got treated better and it's like you really think i got treated better like if anything i got ignored and you were the one that got you know noticed more and that is a situation that you know with me and Puya. Yeah. It was like that. He thought that I was treasured, and I'm like, I was ignored. I wasn't really in the limelight. I strive to make sure I wasn't in trouble. If that made you think that I was perfect, it was because I was trying to stay out of trouble. Because you were always exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so if you my my you know my my. You know, my my journey of trying to strive to be at my best mm-hmm. made you feel like I was perfect. It's like that was the first thing from the truth. If anything, I was trying to strive to be perfect so that I could be noticed because you were taking all the attention. Oh. But he was getting all the attention in a negative way. So again, that's all about perception. And I love him. You know, I adore him as a little brother. But I also understand, like, you know, he doesn't see it that way because you know, of his own perception. So the, the definitely the ideal, what I, uh, the realistic 
<laughs> sibling. It's a lot of that. A lot of um, siblings have a, they feel a certain way about their siblings because they all have their own different experiences with mm-hmm. their, their mom, their dad, or with other siblings too. You know, colorism plays effect, uh, uh, you know, plays a role in that, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, can we say names on here? Do I don't names? know if they'd be cool with that. That's <laughs> so <the thing. laughs> I'm gonna say one sister was, you know, felt some had a, a, a complex about her complexion. Okay. And the other sister was just a shade or two lighter. Okay. But I, I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, <laughs> you see what I'm saying? So perception is like, listen, yeah. we both brown. Yeah. But one sister's yeah. trauma contributed to envy and jealousy about another sister's complexion because mm-hmm. They didn't get the same treatment. Yeah. So it's like you know I've seen it play out of how I've seen jealousy and envy and stuff play out just based off of perception. That's a great point. That's an in-depth point. I like the fact that you brought colorism because that is a very um, meaningful thing mm-hmm. in um, the black community. I, I love that. Um, yeah. But. I would love to delve deeper into that. I wish you would come back for more episodes because yes, we can talk about back, that. Come back. <laughs> uh, but I want to wrap up the relationship part with uh, my idea because this is my show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wrap up my idea of let's let you know I, what I love about all my siblings. Uh, my oldest sister, that we all know, we're not going to say any names, but she is the oldest one. She always exuded this, this um, strength. And toughness. I agree. That that is the epitome <laughs> of what I when I when you think when you think strong black woman, that yes. is who, yes. who 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 comes to mind. I never gave her a shout out on a face my Facebook page one time. I was like, if there's a strong woman, it's her. Like yeah, it's my she, sister, like she's strong. I she see her go through some it. stuff. <laughs> but then at the same time, we don't know what she. I wish she would come too. Um, the second one after that would be. Okay, so mm-hmm. we're on the same page. Mm-hmm. That that's uh, I love her voice. I absolutely love her voice. Like, I wish, I wish I had her voice at a deeper, like a guy. I but don't she, know if she has a radio personality. She voice. Does, not only that, she has a radio personality. One time I was sitting talking to her on the phone, and she's just loud talking her business, mm-hmm. and then I hear her say. Uh, all right, have a good afternoon. I'm like, where are you? She's like, I'm on the steps of my job. Like, you're just yeah. talking all your business. Yeah. Yeah. I love her. The other one, engaging. next one down, straight, cold-hearted, <laughs> killer. She don't give it to you straight. I've never seen anyone who can yeah. say no. If I never trusted a person in my life, mm-hmm. I trusted her because I knew she was going to give it to me straight. Absolutely. Never gave me what I wanted to hear. Always gave it like, listen, this is the hardcore, hardcore yeah. truth. No bones about it. And you had to accept it because yeah. she wasn't speaking based off emotion. She never, don't, she don't speak off emotion. She mm-hmm. speaks off logic. Exactly. So it makes you, it's really sound advice when she delivers whatever she, whatever advice she has to give. Yeah. Like, all right. It's like, like you said, I'm sorry like, if yeah. it hurt. <laughs> this is yeah, what it did. That's what it is. That's what it is. Like, okay, you know what? And then I respect that. We're gonna skip me because then that I don't even would you would I consider myself a middle child? We have an odd number, don't we? We do. We have an no, even we have number. an even number, but yeah. the way we're broken off. Yeah. It's like the first cluster is three. <laughs> That's <laughs> a good point. Cluster. <laughs> cluster. Alright, so then skipping me, that would be you. Yeah. 
I don't care how old you get. I always only see my little sister. I and I hope I'm not giving That's you a everyone. complex. Everyone. <laughs> everyone still sees me. That's probably why I'm still living like I'm 20 in my head. Because everybody still sees me as the little one. But and I love your, your, your energy, your ability to see the goodness in people. It, it's something you say that like it, it's not easy a lot of us lose that I, I love the fact that you still can do that that's beautiful yeah. and then we go to Booyah who I don't really know too well and I wasn't too <laughs> great a brother too but I am proud of his ingenuity yeah, determination yeah. Yeah. and his his, his yeah, hustle he doesn't definitely has to have a drive yeah to, to prove people wrong, I should yeah. say. You know, he wants to be the best and he will push himself um, despite all adversities. You know, yeah. it's, it's, it's never, it's not something I can see, I can say that kept him down. You know, it will always be bounce back, bounce back, bounce back, go to do something different. And I'm happy that he's, I'm proud of him. And I always tell him that um, as much as I can, like I'm, I'm proud of you that you found your niche in this world and you know how to operate. And yeah, he's an arrogant little nigga, but is. I like <laughs> I yeah. like them though. But you need arrogance. Sometimes you need it. You Absolutely. Need it. All right. So thank you all for tuning in on the first stop, the relationship segment. We're going to move on to late and disorganized segment and see what what see what's what. Safe. All right. So we're going to get into. Uh, a late segment and my sister was asking me well what is your what do you mean by late and I was telling her yeah, I'm an old dude so I went to the store to get some A1s and A1s ain't in style no more <laughs> so it's like you know getting to the point to where I'm getting okay with being you know I, I love the fact that I'm aging yeah like people I got, I got grays in my head in my beard now yeah. people are like you're not gonna color like no I love that yeah like, it's I, it, to me, I feel like you're great. I feel like grades in general shows wisdom. It shows, yes. and I think age is wisdom, and it's like something to embrace rather than Absolutely. like, oh my god, I'm getting older. Like that's good because you should be learning things along the way. Absolutely. And, you know, don't be late speaking up. Exactly. <laughs> don't be late that's to that. what I'm saying. Don't be late. <laughs> don't be to late that. to growing, getting older, and wisdom. Like, who want to stay young forever? When you think about all the dumb things you did, think about if we could go back in time with the knowledge that we have now and do those dumb things, how would you feel doing it? I don't even think about it like that because for me, for me, um, when I, because I used to put myself in that mind frame of what would it be like if I had made different decisions in the past, mm -hmm. but then I would have to, and like, and I still, like, it's like a thought on top of another thought because I'm mm -hmm. like, now, if I did, think logically back then and did certain things, how much would that have affected my life today? Yeah. Would I be who I am today if I didn't go through those things in the past that made I needed to make those mistakes? Yes. You know, so, I, like I said, speaking of, you know, showing up late, I think those mistakes in the past or, you know, the things that happened in the past helps you show up on time in your current, in the present. Absolutely. So that, you know, because if you, if you did everything right back then then you will be showing up late now yeah and people are taking advantage of exactly. you because you wouldn't know what exactly. was what you yeah. would you'd be an illusion it would be exactly. an illusion that you thinking like oh everything is you know 
crystals and glitter and stuff because yeah. you, everything went just perfect the way you had it mapped out. Mm -hmm. But you didn't give yourself time to go through errors and, and learn stuff. So therefore, you know, now if you like you said, you try to go to go, you try to go and buy those A and ones, mm -hmm. <laughs> and you had to hold learn. Hold on, <laughs> I think everybody heard that wrong. She said N ones. Wait, I what said Air Force One. Oh, Air Force One. We got. I don't. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not big on fashion. But My bad. I don't rock N1 sneakers. Okay. You said they're there? You said they. they the Air Force they One. Played, you said? They played out, Apparently. I, I mean, I went. See, closet. that's the thing. I went to the. I told them I went to the store and it was a whole wall. But for some reason, the girl was like, none of them are in stock and they don't have the white ones. I remember when. Nelly made Air Force Ones. Yeah, you can go the to the store and cop, yeah. but you can still go to the store and cop a white pair. Like, what's going on? Everyone's wearing these ugly um, Kanye sneakers. Where the, the you know the most the most irritating thing about this generation is that they don't match. It drives me they go crazy. With the they it go drives with me crazy. And but but no you one has originality anymore. Yeah, but it'll be. I saw a picture of a young rapper who. Didn't, wasn't matching for shit. And everyone in the comments was talking about how he was so fly. And I'm like, he don't match. It was like, oh, but he got the Gucci thing in there. Yeah, the because what's matching is the labels, not the nah, fashion. Nah, nah, man. When That's I was what's a matching. Kid, you gotta have the you hat. Gotta, okay. You gotta have the little, those. How old are you? You're 38, right? Yes. Okay, and I'm turning 35. Yes. We are in the group of, like, I'm gonna say the last group of, the, the last generation of fashion. Okay. I'm gonna, and please, I know I'm gonna probably get penalized for saying that, <laughs> but it's true. We are in a generation, the last generation of what fashion really is, because mm -hmm. when you really do take a look at what's fashion now, it is labels. It's about true. designer. It's not about it's matching style. and looking coordinated. Yeah. None of that stuff. It's about what's in and mm -hmm. what's fashionable. And unfortunately, the fashion sucks. Now, a lot of it's being recycled in such a bad way that it's like, what was the point? Like, who, I guess, the creators, I guess, the designers or whoever, mm -hmm. just, you know. Just, just put just, anything it, out there. Just yeah, throw, throw it against throw, the wall. Throw, 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 throw a label on it, yeah. and they're going to wear it. And, you know, so it's like, I like to match. I, I mean, like to, to yeah. look from my hat to my shoes and... And you got you know. your toes, y'all can't see, but her toes are done perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I gotta keep it looking aligned. And, yeah. and it's like, but that's not a thing. And I, you know, I accept that. I accept mm -hmm. that as I, and I, I get it, because the generation before us started looking at our fashion. And you remember the fashion, you know, back then was like. That's the thing, they could talk about how baggy it was. Yeah. But you matched from head to toe. You did. You had your red <laughs> on red on red, and a blue on blue on blue, or yeah. your white and white. And, you know, we, we looked, we didn't go out. It wasn't much effort to match. Now it's too much effort just to get designer and, yeah. and, and not that for that matter. So. That's the crazy thing is the price. The, the I can't, I mean, the, the funniest thing is that these kids will buy a $500 belt and sag their pants. Yeah. It's like, so with the, yeah, yeah, it's like the, the belt, like why even spend that much money on the belt if they're going to do fashion. what a belt's supposed to it's do? It's fashion and you guys see who's the people that are promoting the fashion. You know, so mm. I'm going to give an example. Again, please don't penalize me for <laughs> what I'm, you know, so you got your Meg Thee Stallion, your Cardi B's, 
you know, to have the influence on the younger women, gen- mm-hmm. female generation. Mm-hmm. And then you got your baby, your little, I think his name's little baby. Uh, <laughs> we late in this organized, so we don't care right, about right, it. Right, right, right. You got right. baby and you got, you know, everybody. In the, I'm, what I'm going to say is the 25-year-old and under. Yeah, young kids. Because most of them are that are in the entertainers, they're about 25, 26 or younger. Yeah. Their fashion sense lies all solely on designer. Mm. It is not necessarily matching anymore. Mm. It's designer. And if I'm going to have a designer hat, shirt, belt, pants, and shoes, it don't need a match. Cause How wild is that to, to not even know that you don't, what you got on? Like, because even when you think about uh, when they put the, to, together fashion shows, as wild as the fashion show might come across with craziest gear, there's a theme yeah. to the entire yeah. thing. So themes right. is fashion, right. is style. Right. So how can, I guess if you say the theme is Gucci. Yeah, then you're gonna be Gucci'd out and, and you're gonna have whatever Gucci. It doesn't have to match because you're Gucci'd out. Yeah, I guess. You see what I'm And I, I've never, ever, 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 ever been a, a designer label whore, ever. Mm-hmm. I don't care about labels because one, it's about, for me, seeing label and designers is about money. Mm-hmm. Money that I know I didn't have and I was about the front that I did have. Mm-hmm. So it was like, well, I guess I'm gonna stick to matching then. Yeah, right. <laughs> and matching for me, it's all about how I feel when I match. You know, I don't wanna go outside and have to explain what I'm wearing while I'm outside. The craziest thing is that when I hear rappers talk to females, about or even make a derogatory comment about a woman not having on red bottoms like when was it cool for us to know what the fuck a red bottom was um i don't even know what does that but the craziest thing what does that even say like because a lot of those situations where where they're talking about these women who have on these these shoes Mm -hmm. it's not like these women have these jobs that are getting them these shoes is somebody who got the same amount of wealth I got bought them the shoes mm-hmm. so what's the status in even having it well I'm just wild it, it lets you know that you you have a, you carry yourself a certain way and we all know how that goes it's like you you let's just say you're a male mm-hmm. and you're looking for a certain status of a female mm-hmm. she don't have red bottoms or whatever let's just, all right I should say it's so weird because guys, they talk about gold diggers all the time, yet they strive for women of high status. That are so, gold diggers. <laughs> exactly. They're going to be gold diggers or they're going to, you know, either make you feel low mm-hmm. or they're going to make, regardless of your status yourself, they're going to either make you feel low because if they got red bottoms already, they already holding themselves down. Mm-hmm. If they don't, then you're going to make them feel down because, you know what I'm saying? You're holding them exactly. down. Exactly. Yeah. You're, you're holding them down. So it's it kind of like, it's kind of, it's kind of, it's a mindfuck. It's it like, is. It's ridiculous it is. Mindfuck. All based off of fashion. That's crazy. And it's like, I'd be damned if somebody judge me for what I'm wearing and say that I'm not valuable of whatever just because I'm, I don't have a pair of shoes. Mm. Shoes, shoes. That I'm probably going to wear once or twice because realistically, the average woman ain't wearing heels every day. Mm. Not if you're, unless you're like a businesswoman and you're consistently, you know, definitely in the workplace where you're always needing to wear shoes and I did um when I worked at a, a place um department of juvenile services we I worked in the mental health department mm. and we always had to wear professional clothes mm. so a part of wearing professional clothes I had to wear shoes not flats I wore high heels mm. five days a week 
and none of my shoes were red bottoms, but you know, when you have that type of how my, crazy is to be around juvenile delinquents wearing red bottoms? That would be a stunt right there, right? Oh my god, listen, without red bottoms, it was, it yeah. was freaking it was it was because they see you dressed up or whatever and mm-hmm. they automatically, but again, that was back then. Nowadays, people oh, put so could. much a stamp on labels mm-hmm. that if you don't, they put worth your worth on labels, mm-hmm. that's what's going on today. People, you're you're automatically labeled whatever based off of what you wear, and that's why. So you can wear mismatch as long as you're wearing something labeled uh, a designer, you're good. That's a crazy thought, money. though. Someone's when you think about someone meeting someone and then their whole impression of who that person is is just on what they have yeah. on. That person could be a piece of shit, yeah. but it's like. I'm okay with having this piece of shit next to me right. because this piece of shit next to me makes me feel... Right. That's why I take pride in not wearing designer mm. because I'm an interesting, very loving person. Mm. It's going to be up to you if you want to take the time to get to know me. So if you look there at me based go. off of physical appearances, then yeah. that's your loss. It ain't mine because I'm not losing for losing not wearing up. labels. Exactly. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're losing out on experience with a good person because mm. of what you physically see. Yeah, so, take that superficial shit. Exactly, exactly. No, yeah. show up on time for that. How about that? <laughs> <laughs> and that's a great way to end the late and disorganized segment. We're going to handle some business and then come in with the story side, which I have a great story. Okay, everybody, it is story time and I'm not sure if my sister has too much stories about me because we didn't really grow up too well together or grow up next to each other but I have a story about her that I'm not sure if she remembers no. but I was <laughs> I was visiting when I think I was 18 and one day I was in the house and you got to understand like she's always she's my little sister so to me she's always looked like <laughs> she's always like a little girl so i think that everybody else saw it saw it that way too but i always look way older than my age i don't think so but i I'll, well you probably feel like i probably way, feel like i was good yeah. so i think you wanted um some pajamas but our mother wouldn't buy the pajamas for you and it, where you lived, where y'all was living, it was right across the street from the mall. Okay, okay, I remember. So I was, I had money, so I was like, I'll get you the pajamas. So you had told me this whole sob story about why you wanted the pajamas. So we go <laughs> to get the pajamas, and it's like, a, this isn't like no kid pajamas. These is like silky, <laughs> some like sensual looking pajamas, and they ain't a boutique. So I walk in there. And I'm in there looking like and I'm in my twenties with a girl who's in who look like she she twelve buying some sensual looking pajamas. And I had all of these women in looking at me like, what is wrong with you? So I kept trying to make a point to say our mother, our sister, because I'm not in here buying. Sensual pajamas for a little girl. <laughs> you I remember mean, that? I do not remember that. It was like I thought that was so wild. A, like, a pair of silky. I uh, know. They were silky pajamas. That. They was like, but they wasn't 
that I was thinking like we were going to go to TJ Maxx or something like this was like a boutique <laughs> in the mall. Yeah, it was like a it was like oh, a, a, wow. a, a grown woman boutique, but I think that the sizes they sell were for petite women. Oh, and you okay. wanted the pajamas. I don't even know why you wanted the pajamas, I but I was like, I don't Yo. remember wanting like asking. No, I don't remember like. That's wild that you remember that. I don't like. I, I remember I got a pair of silky pajamas. They were like a, a top and a bottom. Yes. But, but <laughs> yes. <laughs> Wait, were they blue? Was it they blue? were they, yes. <laughs> okay, I remember. They were not. It was not a sensual. I'm pajamas. talking about. I'm talking about the uh the store. Oh, the okay. You know what they were, remember? Um, the the was it Creep by TLC? Yeah. It was like yeah, that. I remember. I remember. That's it was like that. But it, the the boutique was like. If they had those in there, but they were like, you I know, remember. you know, like, you know. And I think at, if, 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 if memory serves me correctly, I think you were probably looking at the more sensual pajamas. And yeah. I just wanted the simple <laughs> blue, because I remember vividly now of what those pajamas were, because I held on to them for so long. <laughs> it had a crescent moon on it. It was it was a, a blue silk pajama set and it had a crescent a yellow crescent moon all over the pajamas. Yeah. So it was it was, it was the top was long sleeve, so it was very appropriate yeah, it for was, me. Yeah, for you, but, but the store, I, the store was not appropriate. I remember. I remember. I thought that I was wild when we walked in. I was like, whoa! <laughs> and all the women was looking at me with dirty looks, and I was like, He's my older brother. Hurry up and get these pajamas. <laughs> I am not in. You know the same thing happened with our niece when I went to. She can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're not gonna say any names. (laughs) But my niece is like five, seven complexions lighter than me, so you cannot know that she's my niece. Yeah. But so me and her went out. She came down here. I took her out to uh to lunch, but of course she looks younger than me. Mm-hmm. And everyone's looking like, why I always gotta be the pervert? Yeah. I'm not yeah. out with a little girl. Well, I mean, listen, cause <laughs> we're talking about the days where R. Kelly was thriving, so. <laughs> but you know, the good thing is that I did get those looks. Yeah. So at least yeah. there are people in this world that would be like, you know, they ain't say nothing. But, but at the same knew. time, gonna be like you shouldn't be out. you shouldn't be out. It's so them. crazy because that shouldn't be something that should be looked. I mean, granted, you should be able to do business, but <laughs> but at the same token, you never know how many of us young women are groomed. True. You know, at a young age, with and 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 people think that you could be groomed. From a guy that's over twenty, like you can be fifteen and be groomed by an eighteen-year-old. True. You can be sixteen and be groomed by a nineteen-year-old. You know what I'm saying? You never know. So it's like sometimes you do need to, you know, hey, you know what's going on? Yeah, or make it make other people aware, like yeah, feel away. Exactly. Yeah, I'm not gonna let you just rock out like that. Exactly. That's true because a lot of the high school kids. Because where I grew up at, the, the middle school was right next to the high school. Oh. So a lot of the high school dudes, when they got done with school, would post yeah. up. That's crazy to have them so close together like that. It's, it is, it is, but it's not. Because it's just like having a high school next to an elementary school. You, I, I guess the thought process is you wouldn't assume that someone's going to be on that type That's of time. That's never the thought process. Yeah. You don't think about credit 
high schoolers being predators. Yeah. You don't. But, you know, as many other people's truths are coming out, their stories are coming out about how they were preyed on by somebody that was a couple of years older than them. Yeah. You see how very possible that it is. It's like, wow, it's, it's a thing. Like, you know, and most of them who had issues with being predators were preyed on themselves. Yes. You know, that made them seek out someone more vulnerable than they were. We had a kid when I was in um, middle school. We had a kid that never came to class, but would show up at the end of the day, hmm. every day, and snuff somebody. Like, really? <laughs> <laughs> or like, like the crazy thing is, his family was like big time drug dealers. Wow. He would show up because I, I guess he knew that no one's going to do nothing. Because even if you fuck me up, yeah. my family's family coming. Come yeah. So he oh, would wow. show up like we all would be in the bus line. He would show up at the end of the day and just fuck with somebody randomly. Everybody, you ever seen that meme with that little monkey? He's standing there looking like, oh shit. <laughs> Everybody would just be in the line. Like some of the toughest niggas that was in school during the day would all be in the line like, please don't be me today. So we all be in the line and he would just like pick one kid and just like start fucking. We would always start like joking around. And then he'd be like, what you say? Like he would find a reason and just... Just snuff somebody. somebody yeah. So one day it was like this little small little white kid. Like I swear he was like, <laughs> he was like, what's that kid from uh, Sixth Sense? Yeah. He looked like that kid with the bowl haircut. Yeah. And I guess that was his day. Dude showed up. They didn't even joke around. Just snuffed him. Kid dropped and he looked at everybody and everybody was like that monkey. Like, <laughs> 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 yeah, right. <laughs> Like, don't my business. Yeah, it's not my business. <laughs> Lucky it wasn't me. Yeah. <laughs> that doesn't mean I'm, I'm, we're laughing, but it's not. Yeah, it's not funny. It's just, it's funny because of where we come from. We know how crazy things are. But it's really, kids, if there's any kids, we don't condone bull, bullying. It's not funny, but it is funny. I, th- I think we should also be like, tag into your story time is to understand that this is an experience we all have gone through Mm -hmm. in in our younger years of witnessing stuff like that. Absolutely. And you know the point I brought that up, the reason I brought that up is because you said oftentimes those who victimize Mm -hmm. have been victimized. Yeah, yeah. There's no telling what that kid was going through at home. Yeah, he probably was being beat down. Yeah, because his his family was the big family. He was probably the runt that was getting his ass whooped. Exactly. And he probably didn't want to come to school because he probably got, you know, bruised up or whatever. Or he's just, you know, and we know how big depression, how much depression can make you withdraw. Exactly. So, and and, and withdraw and lash out. Mm-hmm. So he probably was like, after this, I need to get out the house. Let me go and, you know, Victimize I can't beat somebody. the people that, I, you know, my family. Yeah. So I'm going to go to the where, where I know I'm going to get some victims. And, yeah. You know, unfortunately, school is, is the devil's playground <laughs> for yeah, a lot of bullies. Because, exactly. you know, um, that, that's where you get your most... Most kids are just going to school just to go to school. They're not anticipating yeah. getting into conflict. Because everybody oh, got their own God. issues. I wish that was the case. I see some of these old... I see some of these, these movies where these high school kids and the worst they dealt with was someone calling them a bitch or some yes. weird like I wish that yes. was my that was none of, <laughs> you know it's so funny that you say that because I was just reflecting on um, high school a few days ago and I was like you know what if there was a, any group of people group of kids that I admire 
going through high school were the kids from the group homes mm. because they were so smart and they stayed in their lane, but they were bullied the most. Mm. And I'm like, wow, they, and a lot of them I'm sure are successful or whatever, but I'm like, wow, we all went through something. And, and I remember the group home, the kids from the group homes, you know, cause I don't know if you ever noticed. I'm, um, hold on, hold on a second, hold on. Mm-hmm. Is this a story? It is, well, not, kind of. I want, I need you to tell a story during story time. <laughs> go ahead, my bad, go ahead. So uh, I had, we had, in my high school, we had uh, kids from group homes who would walk home in groups mm-hmm. or they would catch the bus, you know, that, that bus. Oh, okay, gotcha. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> it's not funny. But if you if you with me, you with me, you get me, you get why we laughing. Go ahead. So I watched them relentlessly get bullied, you mm-hmm. know, for being different, for wearing the same clothes every day, you know, and, and now as an adult I understand like most of the kids are living out of bags, you know, mm-hmm. they were hopping from home to home. You mm-hmm. know, they 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 of course they had to show up for school because that was a part of or the process of being a teenager and or and or kid, mm-hmm. so you had to get, be registered in school and go. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of them, I literally wanted, and I I, I, don't, I don't know. Hopefully, some kids back in my high school will remember me for being kind to them. <laughs> <laughs> but I do remember feeling so sad for them. Like man, they I live in a regular home and I know what I go through, so mm-hmm. I can't imagine. What they go through at, at their group home, and then have to come to school and yes. be subjected to more bullying. Yes. But they were always smart. They always were smart. I don't remember not one child from a group home, or you know, that traveled with the group home kids mm-hmm. that weren't A plus kids. Mm. So I'm like, wow, they really held on to their smarts despite their adversities with with bullying mm. and 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 whatever that yes. we you know and and of course you know as kids that do come from regular households like i said like you mentioned with your the guy that would come from yeah. wherever he came from we coming in with our own trauma too so yeah. we coming in you wearing the same clothes you know like why you you, you probably stink you know mm-hmm. you but whole time like we're coming in because we got beat or i would say we got talked down to by our parents or siblings for having a dirty room so yeah. but we're going to go to school and teach that the, same exactly energy. get yeah. that same energy to another kid who don't even have a home you yeah. see what i'm saying so it's like wow um that was my little story i've watched those kids in a group home and and they got bullied a lot and sometimes they would have to get relocated to different schools mm. um and and they never fought back they never fought back it was like watching those those after school special TV shows, you know, but in real life, you know, you yeah, see absolutely. the kid just get bullied for no reason. I think in the previous episode, I still I told the story about T beating that kid up. <laughs> I'm not laughing. It's not funny. It's not funny. <laughs> it is not funny. Okay, so hurt that people is, hurt people. I'll just it, say that. <laughs> that is true. That is so true. And that is that. Is the overall like that's what like would you would you think story. about you you met him right? Who dude I'm talking about T who used to hang out with P. Um yes. Okay. Yes. yes. What if you had to compare him to a rapper? I say he he's RZA mixed with Pharrell. I get that. Okay. I get that. <laughs> I get that. Um, I got that. Yeah. Okay. I definitely got that from. If I'm now, as I'm like going back and thinking, I'm like, yeah, yeah. I can see that. Yeah. All right. 
Do you have any stories about me? Anything embarrassing? Besides the the, the, the thumb sucking one, that was the only one. <laughs> <laughs> that was the only one that I could think of that. Um, uh, you know, my my only stories about you were the times that you came in and and you know you tried to blend in and you couldn't. You yeah. know, if that's what it seemed like. It was like you know you tried your best to see. And I think that that's like, you know, it's another for another time, but I feel like that was your biggest struggle was you're trying to be someone else coming into our family, the family dynamic of what you thought it probably would be mm-hmm. trying to be what you, how, like how, you were trying to fit into what you thought probably what our family was like rather than being yourself. Mm-hmm. And I felt like the more you were being yourself, the more everybody was like, Ugh, but it's not, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 in, in, but in, in hindsight, it's like you were always yourself mm-hmm. and they weren't true. So it's like, it, it kind of, my, my, feelings about that it was like you know when you did came in when you did come in to you know try to be a part of the family um like i mentioned earlier i felt short because i'm like damn somebody that's actually real i don't give a fuck about him you know being crude or being uh, inappropriate or whatever because let's face it this whole damn family is inappropriate (laughs) but they hide behind it you know what i'm saying you were a front but through humor yeah it wasn't it was harmless. It was always harmless. So, um, I think that, you know, the, my, I won't, I won't say story time, but it's like my greatest memory was that every time you came in, you were always yourself. And it kind of made, it gave me, um, it gave me a sense of hope. Because oh. it was like, you know, there is hope that I can be myself and oh. I won't be shut down for being having a, you know, laughing at things that we laugh about that most people wouldn't laugh about (laughs) and see things the way we see it, the way most people won't see it. Because, Mm -hmm. you know, a lot of we, we're recognizing a lot of people are living in an illusion. True. So, um, and and even of themselves. So, you know, you've always, in my opinion, always been yourself. And I think um, being yourself, people had the tendency to make you feel more like you need to hold back. And so, um, you know, my my only stories were just every time you came in, I always had a sense. You gave me a sense of hope, like that's you know, good. like I'm happy. I got a brother. That's who he is, and I don't gotta be wary about. I'm, I'm never expecting nothing less of you or more of you. It was like this is mm. who I'm always gonna get. That's so beautiful. you know, that's that's my if that is considered a story or whatever. That's great because <laughs> that that boosts me up to all the people out there. You know, fifty five percent of my listeners are women. Oh, so really? I'm pretty sure they like to hear He's a great guy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you so much, everyone, for joining us on Late and Disorganized. Uh, good afternoon, good evening, good night, good year, good summer, good winter, whenever you're listening. Yes. Uh, if you with me, you with me, you get me and my sister. Y'all have a nice whatever. Bye, y'all. This is. <laughs>